Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Down to a minute seven. Anderson catches middle, back to Moran on the logo. Shot clock at 10. Morant stumbles with a dribble, spins on Wiggins, got to the rim and scores. Wow. Wow, that was incredible. That was the move of the night right there. It was an incredible move. I'm at Kolsky. It is Warriors wrap up. And look, I want to hear from you, Warrior fans. 888-957-9570. Let me know how you're feeling. I imagine you're... I shouldn't imagine. I would say you should still feel pretty good. Look, it's a tough loss to a pretty darn good basketball team. And maybe more than anything to a really great young basketball player who did the things that superstars do down the stretch. And, you know, look, it might be a minus plus minus for the night. Might have been two for eight from three-point range, but finishes with 30.7 rebounds, five assists, and four steals, and some big steals late. And, I mean, I think there's... You know, look, I, I, I haven't actually looked at the presser stuff yet. We'll get the Steve Kerr's press conference, but I'm sure he talked about the turnovers a lot. And you know what? Don't look now, but I think bad turnover nights leading to bad games is going to become a theme uh, if it isn't one already. So that is something I would be concerned about as a warrior fan. But I also think, you know, and frankly, even if we do agree with that, even if we accept turnovers were the cause of this loss. To me, this loss sits squarely at the feet of Stephen Curry. And I love Stephen Curry. And he's the best player on this team. One of the best in the league. One of the best of all time. All the qualifiers you need. But to me, this is a Stephen Curry loss because, yes, turnovers are the problem, but Steph Curry is a leader on this team and consistently one of the chief perpetrators of the turnover problem when it exists. And I think 
when he is careless and loose with the ball, it's infectious. Same goes for Draymond. I mean, in some ways tonight, eh, not much from a scoring perspective, but in some ways tonight, Draymond was spectacular. 12 boards, 7 assists, 5 blocks, 3 steals. He was everywhere. And he was energetic defensively from the start, and I thought you saw that. I mean, that first quarter might have been some of the best basketball that the Warriors have played this year. You saw the ball hopping around. I I literally, in my notes, in that first quarter, wrote down, and then I put it in bold so I'd make sure to say it on the show. I was so confident at that point. When this team plays with energy, I think they're as good as anyone in the West. And I still think that. And maybe I should have said plays with energy and execution. Because those are the two keys for this Warrior team more than anything else. And they're big and broad. And it may seem overly simplified to go this way, but I really think it's true. Don't turn the ball over. Play with energy and, and, and effort. And I really think if they just do those two things... There's enough scoring on this team. There's enough defense on this team that they're going to get it done more nights than not. I think they're that good. So, look, this is disappointing. But, again, to me, if you're Steph Curry and there's a turnover problem, you turning it over five times is part of the problem, a chief part of the more so even maybe than Jordan Poole turning it over six times in less minutes. I understand that sounds ridiculous. But... Steph Curry is responsible for setting a tone. Jordan Poole, we expect to be a little little bit of a mess. Now, tonight, he was a lot of a mess. I'm not trying to let Jordan Poole off the hook. His, I mean, he was throwing it just into nowhere. There was one play where he was just going so fast and out of control that he ended up dribbling off his foot and kicking it out of bounds. It was a mess. But Stephen Curry sets that tone, and here's the other part of it. This game went to overtime. This game was close the whole fourth quarter. And when it came to those moments, let's be, let's be honest. In tonight's game, and it doesn't speak to legacy or who's the better player or any of that, but in tonight's game, in the big moments, John Morant cooked people, and Steph Curry missed threes. That is what happened. And, and I'm not saying, like, like, look, again, if they don't turn the ball over all night, they're never in that position. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're Steph Curry, there's two ways to win this game. Don't commit stupid turnovers or, exe- you know, hit your, hit your crazy Steph Curry shots in the fourth quarter in overtime. But he, he missed all of them. Three straight games now where uh, Steph Curry's scoring output stopped in the third quarter. And, again, I'm not here to crush Steph Curry. I still think he's, you know, the cat's pajamas, the uh, the bell of the ball, whatever other fun phrase you want to use. I love Steph Curry. I think he's the engine that's going to drive this thing. But ultimately, if that engine has five turnovers a night, and at this point he is averaging a ridiculous amount of turnovers, I'll, I'll have to check for the specific number, but talking about a lot of throwaways 
And that's why, you know, there's sort of an outcry. I've seen some writers talk about it online. I've seen a lot of the fan community tweeting about it. Oh, I can't believe Steve didn't put Steph back in earlier. And we can talk about that moment, you know, if people think that's a real issue. But the fact of the matter is, okay, put Steph in two minutes earlier in the fourth quarter. He didn't score. He was not particularly effective when he did come back in the game. So to me, you could have made up for those turnovers by hitting those Steph Curry shots, by doing Steph Curry things at the end of the game. Didn't do it. John Morant did. So that that's another part of the story for tonight's game. And that Grizzlies team is going to be tough, especially if Jaron Jackson Jr. comes around and starts really performing. 888-957-9570, where do you hang the blame for a loss tonight? Well, what's the biggest issue right now for the Warriors? Because I, I really think it is that turnover thing. Let's go to Priest in Palo Alto. What's up, Priest? Hey, thanks for call, taking my call closely. Um, oh. Listen, Steph, ain't no, there's no question about it. It's the, the, uh, the game tonight lies at his feet. Let me say this. All last year, this dude strapped this team to his back and carried it. Now, I'm just thinking at his – and, and I'm, I don't mean to say he's getting old. I'm saying doing that over and over and over and over and over and over again, you're going to hit a rough patch. They need someone that they can give the ball to and say, get us a bucket. Down an easy bucket down low. And I am saying this. Everybody keeps saying, oh, they don't need James Wise. James Wise is not ready. A seven-foot-one athletic freak. Look at, look at our centers. Oh, James Wiseman averaged 12 points and six rebounds. Looney's never done that before in his career. No, look, he, there's no doubt, Priest. You're absolutely right. No doubt about it that he brings something they don't have. Absolutely. And that's all I'm saying. They need that kid like a hog needs slop. If it ain't nothing <laughs> but 15 to 20 minutes a game, it makes a difference when you can throw that ball to that kid and let uh, uh, alley-oop to the um, the ball to him and get easy points. That stuff makes a huge difference. It changes the way the defense plays you. It changes the, the weight of Steph's uh, – I'm, I'm going to say this right now. James Wiseman and, and uh, Jonathan Kaminga will be the reason the Warriors win another championship if they do in Steph's career. Those two kids, they need their physical freaks that the Warriors yeah. don't have. They need Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, obviously they would be the reasons after Steph Curry, but yeah, I think that's possible. And I, I have said, I'm on the record on this, on this show or, you know, so whatever. I don't know how we're categorizing our shows these days, but on one of these damn shows, I'm on the record saying the lack of size right now makes me a little nervous. And look, you know, again, when you lose a close overtime game, like the turnovers were the biggest issue. Steph 
not executing late was a big issue, but there's a lot of issues that because of how close the margin was, you can kind of feel like, man, any one of these things. And one of those things was Steven Adams feasting on the interior when he was in the game. And, you know, it's it's one of those weird things. He was only in the game 21 minutes and, and a minus five. But in those 20 minutes, seven rebounds, three of them offensive. And, you know, most of his 12 points were off of putbacks. Like, he was a problem for them. Now, look, that was at a point where the Warriors were also running and gunning and moving the ball really well and hitting shots. But another problem with the turnovers, other than just giving away the possession, is they take them out of that rhythm. I mean, the, the Warriors' best basketball is about rhythm. And when they start throwing it out of bounds, and a lot of them, especially a lot of the unforced turnovers, they are... They come off of, you know, fancy or overambitious passes, a lot of them. I mean, look, occasionally Jordan Poole is just going crazy, dribbling the ball off his foot. But most of the bad ones are either bad, uh, you know, transition passes, break starters that never start, or they are sort of lazy cross-court type lob passes. And there's just no reason for it. Uh, Tim and Tom were talking about it in the post game, their little uh, post game chat. That uh, Steve Kerr says hit singles. That's that's the baseball metaphor, right? You don't need the pass. That's a triple. I mean, sure, occasionally that's fun, but especially when you're in a tough battle with a pretty good team that has a really really exciting young superstar, maybe no messing around. And I don't know, I guess calling it messing around trivializes a little bit what the Warriors can do because Steph and Draymond both can pull those passes off sometimes. Even Jordan Poole is a guy who pulls off some really impressive passes. But at a certain point, guys were moving, and especially when, you know, in in the first quarter particularly, but throughout the first half, Guys were moving and getting open for non-insane passes. You didn't need it. And, and again, I think that's something that was marginally encouraging in this game. By the way, we we did uh, Sterling did look this up. Thank you, Sterling. Steph Curry is averaging four and a half turnovers a game, four point four. But I mean, four and a half turnovers a game. Now, look, it's five games. He's not going to end up there. But that sets the tone for an entire basketball team that's going to be loose with the ball. It does. When your superstar is throwing wild one-hand swing passes, other guys start getting loose, too. Draymond, Steph, and Jordan Poole combined for 16 turnovers tonight. That's like not a great number for an entire team. And beyond them, it wasn't so bad. I mean, Wiggins turned it over twice, but in 37 minutes, with the ball as much as he had it, I can live with that. 
Looney had one turnover, whatever. I mean, no one else had more than one. Iguodala had one particularly bad one on an inbounds pass, but, you know, one turnover in 25 minutes you'll live with. D. Lee, one turnover in 33 minutes, all fine. It's the leaders. It's the two lead ball handlers. It's the three lead ball handlers in your starting lineup combining for a team's worth of turnovers. And you got to wonder, and I, I wonder if that's something people are worried about right now. 888-957-9570 is our number. You want to jump in on Warrior Post game, talk about, does this game give you significant concerns? Does this make you long-term worried about anything? And again, I'm not going to panic at 4-1, and one, but this turnover issue is a real problem. Is that going to be their Achilles heel? Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. I I'll say again, I, I hang it at Steph Curry's feet. Doesn't mean I don't like Steph. Doesn't mean he's not still great and might not still win an MVP. But when your MVP is averaging four and a half turnovers a game, it's a problem. Especially if then the whole team is turning it over. They are, and it's a problem. I mean, look, tonight, Warriors didn't shoot the ball great. 43 from the field, 35% from three. But they held the Grizzlies to 40 and 25. They, they won this game, but they threw it away with turnovers. Uh, you know, somewhat literally threw it away. Uh, and... I mean, if you wanted one play to, like, symbolize everything that happened tonight, it's the backcourt violation. I guess that's not even what it's called, the eight-second violation. I, I, I've never – I mean, much less at a critical time of the game when no one's playing defense. I've just never seen that. As a matter of fact, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen anyone get an eight second violation simply out of relaxation. Draymond just relaxed his way right and, and like again, this was actually, I thought, a pretty energetic, attentive, focused game from Draymond. I didn't think he was bad at all tonight. Could have scored more, sure. Has to watch the turnovers just like the other lead ball handlers in the starting lineup. Everyone's guilty there. But I thought he was engaged and energetic from from the tip. The Warriors' defense was locked in early. It was feeding the fast break. They were passing the ball around. It was really hopping. You can tell when they get rolling. It's those nice, crisp passes. But... In a critical moment in the fourth quarter, I mean, a minute left in the basketball game that is nip and tuck to, to just lazily walk it up and get an eight-second violation is like nothing I've ever seen. Literally, I've never seen that. Uh, I, you know, and it's one of those things I don't – I'm sure Draymond will talk about it, and I'm not sure there's anything anyone can say other than, yikes, That that's that's an error. 
And, you know, that makes it a lot like a lot of the turnovers. Even if that one was particularly unique in its style, it's the perfect metaphor for the way they threw this game away with turnovers. It's careless and unnecessary and largely unforced turnovers. I mean, what they have, six turnovers the whole game against Sacramento the other night? That That's, I mean, <laughs> that's what they can do. Now, granted, Sacramento has some defense issues, and this is a decent defensive team anyway. It looks like they have a few guys who can play defense. But, I mean, Davion Mitchell was on Sacramento hounding ball handlers. Tyrese Halliburton's a good defender. And they just didn't throw the ball all over the damn gym. So I really do feel like it's a thing that is within the control of the Warriors. Like the turnover issues, again, it's not... Maybe a couple of them are, are, are that Jordan Poole is overwhelmed and, and not ready for it. But I don't really think so. And certainly when it comes to Steph and Draymond, it's not like they're outmatched. It's not like they don't know any better. It's it's not like they're just not ready to ball handle and pass at this level. They're obviously elite at those things, both of them. In fact, it you know, I think I could argue that the degree to which Steph and Draymond are elite ball handlers and passers is kind of working against them in this instance. Because they're so good, they think they can do really crazy stuff at the NBA level. And it's 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 basically like, here's the crazy thing. They can about 30% of the time, maybe. And I'm just picking a number, but it's maybe it's in there. Some of these crazy loop-de-loop, one-arm, cross-court thingies. They're like a 30% chance of connection. Which actually is pretty amazing. You know, for for 80-plus percent of NBA players, it's a less than 2% chance of connection. But at the end of the day, make the 80% connection pass, not the 30%, even if 30% looks better. That, I mean, that's... And Draymond and Steph will tell you this, too. It's not like any of this would be news to them. They know. They know. I don't think either of them talked after the game today, but if they did, they'd say, we know we can't turn the ball over like that. I guarantee you everyone who talked talked about not turning the ball over. Now, nobody is going to blame Steph Curry. (laughs) Nobody in that locker room is brave enough. Only I. Only I am brave enough to blame Stephen Curry. Wardell, Stephen Curry, the third. I say this is on you. Uh, I don't want to over-dramatize it. Because, again, one game out of 82. And one of the tough games of a, of a homestand that largely is not that tough. Right? I mean, if you're feeling a little bit down. You know how during Giants season, you'd have a... Uh, you know, maybe you'd split a four-gamer against a tough team, and you'd be like, oof, 
this team is sort of going through it, could use a pick-me-up. And then all of a sudden, you look at the schedule, and there were the Arizona Diamondbacks. Thank goodness. You know? You know the feeling I'm talking about? Is that is that track for everybody? That's the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they are on the schedule on Saturday. So, you know, the Warriors have the Diamondbacks of the, of the Western Conference coming to town for game two of the eight-game homestand. And after that, uh, you know, Charlotte's decent but not great. New Orleans is pretty bad. Houston's also pretty bad. So, you know, three of their next four games are, are, are three of the softest opponents you'll find in this conference. So that's nice. Then Atlanta, Minnesota, Chicago will, will likely be a little tougher to end the homestand, but again, all winnable. So there's nothing to freak out about at all. But I think we have to admit, based on a five-game sample, and not you know, honestly, it's not just a five-game sample. Because this is now years of turnover issues. It's been going on a while. And I don't know what you can do other than say, you know, Steph and Draymond have to be better. Because it's not like you can, you know, and look, more often than not, Steph will hit those shots. So maybe they do end up winning a game like this, but they're only in a battle. Steph is only playing 41 minutes in overtime because they were careless throughout the course of the game. And I think more and more you got to avoid that. And especially when, you know, you've got a coach who's acknowledging with his substitution choices that they want to limit the damage to Steph. Now you're playing him an extra overtime period. And it all could have been avoided. But I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking it all too seriously. Again, four and one. Still basically at the top of the NBA. The Bulls lost tonight as well, so I I think we are out of undefeated teams. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there are no longer any undefeated teams in the NBA. That happened quickly. I wonder how often... Eh, we don't need to do that research project, but this does feel early. I feel like someone usually gets to like 7 or 8 and 0. Either way, not this year. Warriors lose to the Memphis Grizzlies game one of their season-long eight-game homestand. 104-101 was the final in this one. Steph Curry had 36, but it, it wasn't a pretty 36. He had eight assists, seven rebounds, but the problem was he also had five turnovers. He was 11 of 29 from the field not so great Draymond Green with five turnovers of his own Jordan Poole with six it was a turnover filled night how worried are you about the turnover problem as Warriors fans 888-957-9570 is our phone number Warrior wrap-up continues after this we'll hear from Steve Kerr we'll hear from Juan Toscano Anderson what did the guys have to say after their first loss of the season and we'll also hear from you, 888-957-9570, the phone number or the text number, whatever you want to do. Back with more Warrior Wrap-Up right after this on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now back to warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game here's matt kolsky we are back on Warriors wrap-up after the first loss of the year. There's some disappointment. And look, this this loss. Oh, by the way, uh, that's my bad. The Jazz did, in fact, remain undefeated. So th- there is one more undefeated team. Apologies. Anyway. It's a disappointing night. The first loss is always a disappointing night. And if you also want to correct me, 888-957-9570 is the number. Calls or texts at that number will be accepted. And and in addition to just being disappointing because it's your first loss, it, it is a loss that it, I don't even want to say exposed. We knew. We knew turnovers could be a problem. I mean, one thing I'd be interested in is, are you worried that turnovers are going to be the downfall of this team? Because I'll tell you what, uh, they've always been something they've struggled with, and I'm not sure that Clay or Wiseman helps the turnover thing. Not that Clay is turnover prone. Wiseman may be slightly turnover prone. He's very young. But it's not so much that as they're just not. I mean, there's no extra 
safe ball handler on the way here. Andre will do some of it, but you're already stressing him out more than you want to. So look, that this is an issue that they've got to address, and it's a huge part of why they lost tonight for the first time. I promised we would hear from the people involved in that loss, so that's what we're going to do right now. If you want to weigh in at any time, how worried are you about the turnover problem? 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Steve Kerr, why'd you lose tonight? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we, you know, we had a great first quarter and the ball was moving and then we just got a little crazy out there and uh, I give them credit. You know, they were on a back-to-back and they came came in and dug in and played defense and forced some of those turnovers, but a lot of them were unforced. And, you know, that's been our goal all preseason, all camp, all early part of the season was to to cut our turnovers down to a, a really reasonable number, you know, kind of 12, 13 range. And we've only been able to do that once out of the five games. We had, I think, seven in Sacramento, maybe. We got to do a better job taking care of the ball. So it's a it's a good lesson for us, and got to learn from it. It's early in the season. I'm confident that we we will learn and we'll get better. See, that is not the tone he's taking with the team. I guarantee it. It's not a bad ah, turnovers. You know, we'll work on it. He's upset. I guarantee it because it's not just something they've worked on since training camp. It's something he's probably had. A hundred conversations with Draymond or Steph with or about rather over time. Because as great as these guys are in general and and specifically as passers, as great as they are. This is something that happens a lot and it's not a new problem. So. You know, I, I, I do think it's something that like there are stern conversations happening behind the scenes. I don't know if Steve Kerr is really yelling at Draymond and Steph, but he's definitely saying this could be the thing that holds us back. There's no question that that is part of the message that he's going to send over the next couple of days. Now, again, there's some people on the Internet. There's some people covering the Warriors who talked about the decision not to bring Steph in at the 656 mark. They were tied. They had a timeout. They had another chance to bring him in tied at about 640. And then he went to the scorer's table shortly after that, but he didn't get into about 430 left in the fourth when they were down by two, I believe. I can pull that up, but but let's assume I'm right. They were down by two at that point. And the thing is, Steph didn't play well, so I'm not sure how much difference it made. And again, it was a difference of two points so I'm not sure I'm just not sure it actually had the effect that it was that that some people are worried that it had however oh no I'm sorry that's even uh, even worse for the argument they were up to when he came back in so they actually gained two points in the time that he did not come into the ball game those extra two minutes they went from tied to up by two. So I don't know that it hurt him, but I do think it's interesting and relevant to the overall plan for the season in terms of bringing Steph in. Like you're in a tight game. What's the point of sitting him for an extra minute or two if it's going to end up 
resulting in playing five extra minutes or taking a loss, you know? And uh, Steve Kerr was asked, why didn't you bring in Steph with 6.56 left in the fourth? No, I mean, he played uh, 19 minutes in the first half, which is pretty heavy. So I felt strongly about uh, getting him uh, some rest. He ended up at, obviously, with the overtime at uh, almost 41. And we don't need that. Steph, Steph is, you know, over the course of 82 games, we've got to manage his minutes well. And again, like, I get that. I'm not sure it justifies itself in this sort of situation, but I understand the approach. And in this situation, I'm not sure it hurt them. Because Steph, when he came back out, you know, did nothing in that four and a half minutes and didn't do much in overtime either. So it's a rare case where not having an extra two minutes of Steph Curry probably didn't kill you. In general, though, Steve also talked about you know, regardless of when I bring him back in, the Warriors have to do a better job of performing in the the non Steph minutes. Got to be a lot better when he when he does rest. And you know, I, I didn't feel like we executed. I thought we had a uh, decent start to the second quarter, and then we got a little crazy. We took a couple of bad shots and left strong side corner and let Bain get loose. I think he was about 0 for 5 from that at that point and play in transition where we made a, an error and left left the corner and get you know let him loose and that's all it takes in the NBA is you know a couple plays to shift the momentum. And so like I said it's a it's a good lesson for our team. We we've got to understand we're a different team from a year ago. We got to learn how to play with this group and and that includes me. I've got to do a better job of, of putting certain lineups in certain sets and that kind of thing, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, the, uh, you can tell Steve Kerr is still experimenting with lineups. I think there was at least one point tonight where Kalena and Bob noticed, like, I don't think we've seen this lineup before this year. Uh, and and who he goes with early has been interesting to me. There's been a lot of early Bielitsa, but the occasional early Otto Porter, the occasional early Andre Iguodala, some early Gary Payton here and there, usually just for a couple defensive possessions, but I, I believe he came in for Jordan Poole in the first quarter today, which was interesting. I, I There's still a feeling out process, and look, that probably plays into the turnover problems as well. But when you hear Steve Kerr say, we need 12 or 13 turnovers and Steph, Poole, and Draymond combined for 16 just between the three of them. Like, they're already way past Steve Kerr's intended mark for the team, just those three guys. It's clear that's an issue, and and again, that means that it's not about the substitution pattern so much. And look, we could get deeper into this and say, well, you know, if such and such is playing with so-and-so, then that turnover never happens because he jumps higher and makes the – but, again, so many of these turnovers from Steph, from Draymond, from Jordan Poole, they are careless. They're not – someone didn't fill the right lane. They're not, oh, we're just not used to playing with each other yet. They're – I threw a a hook pass over my head with one hand from one corner to the other, and someone stepped in and stole it on the way there. 
and perhaps that's a slight exaggeration, but I do I do think it's slight. Like a lot of these passes are they're bad. They're bad passes. Sorry. A 408 texter says the pace of play results in turnovers. We won championships averaging 19 turnovers. It's a non-issue. It's clearly not a non-issue. It's clearly not a non-issue. But also, I'm not sure that's true. You won championships averaging 19 turnovers? Is that accurate? Someone's going to have to look that up for me. But yeah, some of those teams were high turnover. And if we're talking about a Kevin Durant championship, then yeah. Those teams had the talent to overcome an insane turnover rate. And also, to be clear, Steve Kerr's dream turnover rate of, you know, 12 or 13 is not particularly realistic. But 22 or even 19, as the texter suggests... It's a really high number. And I don't I don't know that they did win championships averaging 19 turnovers. 15 and a half turnovers in 17, 18, 14.8 in 16-17. 15-16 they didn't win the championship, but they did win a lot of games, 15.2. 14 and a half the first championship season. So, no, they didn't win championships averaging 19 turnovers. In fact, the years that they averaged turn that many turnovers were years like 1920. 2019-20, the Warriors went 15 and 50 and they averaged Oh no, even that team only 15 turnovers a night. So yeah, they're way high right now. Way high. Last year, 15 turnovers. That's the, you know, they, they, they got to do better than that. And because of that really low Sacramento game in terms of turnovers, they're not that much over 15 this year either, but they've been significantly over 15 in the games where they've struggled. And really every game besides Sacramento, they've been higher than that. Oh, is, I see. I see we have a caller. All right. Can we verify the caller's identity? I hope so. I'm being told. Wait, was that Sam, was that, was Sam on the air just then? Okay. Well, that was just in my ear. All right. I'm being told that Bonte Hill is driving home to his beautiful family on 101 after hard work at the television post-game show processing the first loss of the season. Bonte, are you there? I am here, Mr. Kalki. How you doing, my man? I'm all right. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. You know, you, you started talking about the turnovers. And I'm like, man, I don't want to wait till 6 a.m. to talk about this basketball game. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to wait for Mr. Shasky at 5.30 giving me all the stakes for a three-hour show in about a 15-minute span in the green room. I actually want to talk to Matt Kolsky for a second about this. But the turnovers are just, you know, you hit it right on the head, Kolsky. Six turnovers in Sacramento. All right, so they're averaging 16 over the first five games. We take out the Sacramento game, and the numbers are just up there. And I thought there was one play that I noticed early.
early in the game that changed the entire tenor of the basketball game, and they were rolling. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's a fine young player who's going to give the Warriors a lot of punch. But he came down the floor, Kofi, and the Warriors were up at the time 41-22. to 41 to 22, I believe. They're up 19, rolling, balls moving around. And Jordan Poole came down, and he thought he was Steph Curry, and he just bombed one from deep. Illified shot, bad shot that we've seen from him this season. And the Grizzlies go on a 13-0 run, and the Warriors were never the same. And it was just crazy how that one shot changed the entire complexion of the basketball game. Nobody's going to talk about it. Everybody's going to say, all right, it's one shot. It's Jordan Poole. They're going to focus on Steph not being in the game earlier in the fourth quarter. But after that, the ball just stopped hopping around. They lost their rhythm from that, and that started causing out force turnovers. The ball stopped moving. And so they just got to take better shots, at, you know, especially Jordan Poole there. Bonte, it's, right. it's, just, it's inexplicable. Let me read to you from my notes. I can tell you that happened early in the second quarter because I'm staring at my notes, oh. and here is what I wrote. At the moment of the shot that you just talked about, I wrote down the occasional heat check when he's not hot is just part of the Jordan Poole experience. But boy, some of them are really bad. (laughs) And that's what that was. He does that sometimes. Steph had just hit a couple shots like other people were hot and Jordan Poole took the heat check and and it was bad. And, And they all sort of went cold after that. Uh, and that you know that's the thing about a game like this. I was saying this earlier. When there are so many little issues and it's so close, it feels like any one thing. If you could fix any one of these little things, you could have won that game. No doubt. No. Later, tried to throw it off touchdown pass on the floor. He throws yep. out of bounds, and they lost all their momentum. And all the rhythm after that, now I'm not blaming Jordan Poole. I don't want people to think that I'm blaming Jordan Poole for the loss. The turnovers are bad. Uh, Steph Curry didn't hit shots. He's now, which is crazy and bizarre, he's 0 for 11 in his last three fourth quarters. And when you had the overtime, not scoring. And the last three, that's just wild to me. A guy like Steph Curry. But it was still a bizarre game after that Jordan Poole three where you get the Draymond in second violation. And it's like, you know what? This is just tough. It's turned the Warriors into an isolation team. But that was a time when they could have knocked out the Grizzlies. And as you're yep. right, as your notes, you're right on point, Kofi. The ill-advised heat check three, Otto Porter Jr. was rolling. Dialicio was starting to find his rhythm again from the season opener against the L.A. Lakers. Ball was moving. They were humming. And it was like, you could just see the bench like, yo, we don't need that right now. And Memphis comes down, bang, bang, two straight threes. And all of a sudden, they start feeling good about themselves. So, is it doom and gloom? No, it's the first loss of the season. <clears throat> They'll get right against Oklahoma City uh, Saturday against that squad. But then, you know, it gets to teams like the Bulls, teams like the Hawks. Yep. The basketball teams, they're going to have to clean this up. Yeah, and look, if you turn the ball over against the Charlotte Hornets, they're, they're dunking on you. So, they, they got some things to clean up. I, I, I will say, though, that, you know, we haven't said this yet. I, I'm, I may have said it last segment, but since you've been on, for all the things that happened in this game, coming down the stretch, it was sort of a superstar versus superstar moment, and John ja Morant took that moment. John ja Morant was awesome. You know, 
John took over the playing game, just like he took over this game. You're and right. The third quarter, like like a true great player, he waited. All right, we're getting blown out in the first half. Let's just make it a game. Let's cut the lead to eight. Let's cut the lead to ten. Kolsky, the third quarter, this guy was special. 18 points in that quarter. It's just his impact. Nobody can stay in front of him. He's creating open shots for everybody. And when he gets Dylan Brooks back, and I know a lot of people, he's a high-value shooter. That dude is a dog. You'll love yep. him if he was on your team. you hate him if he's on the other team. And he's physical. And he adds that swagger to that bench. Now, Jerry Jackson Jr. gets on my nerves with the way he plays. He's so big. He's sent out there in a three-point line. His shot is ugly, whatever. John Morant took over that basketball game, and he was the guy who won that game. He was the best player on the floor. Where Steph Curry, again, just like the playing game, goes cold. So this is a matchup where I think out west, we may see this in the playoffs. And it wouldn't surprise me at all. Hold on, Bonte. Let me pause you. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station, brought to you by DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. Go on. Yeah, no, it's just like the playing game where Memphis is not scared to go to State Warriors. And John relishes these type of matchups. The spin move on Wiggins in the fourth quarter, or excuse me, overtime, was just filthy. Like this guy, not Ridiculous. only will he try to embarrass you and your family or trying to dunk <laughs> on you, but now he's hitting the three. And it started last April, Matt. Remember in the playing game, the Warriors said, go ahead, shoot the three, shoot the three. Well, he drained five of them. In April, he mm-hmm. shot 40% from the three-point line, and that's carried over into this season, even though he didn't hit the three tonight, two for eight. But still, he is willing to take that shot. And if he can knock down that shot consistently, even at a 40% clip, this guy's going to be in the all-star game this season. And now you're going to have to start talking about him, about being one of the best point guards in the NBA. Yeah, well, and if you look at the way he's playing, I mean, you the, the way Carl Anthony Towns has played early in the season, even the way the Kings have played, Boy, if you start adding those teams into the mix of, you know, potential threats in the West, I am more and more convinced that you've got basically one through ten that's all going to be competitive with each other. I, I, I can't wait. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. There's no dominant team, all right? Nope. There's no dominant team. Utah's a good regular season team, and the Warriors beat them twice last season. Warriors beat the Jazz twice last season at Chase Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat the Suns late, but like Phoenix is one and three right now. We know they're a good team. The Clippers yep. are one and three right now. They're going to play better. They're going to be better. We saw that last Thursday at Chase Center when they gave the Warriors hell uh, in that basketball game. The West is going to be a lot of fun. Lakers will get their fun. act together. You can't, like you said, you can't sleep on the Kings. We have to talk about the Nuggets. And uh-huh. as much as we bash the Blazers. Well, guess what? Grizzlies last night, and they're sitting at two and two. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, you're going to be on television for all of it, and and we're going to start having you on the uh, Kolsky and Company experience a little more often as time goes on as well. Appreciate you calling in, my man. Yeah, I had to. Whenever I'm always listening, you're doing a great job. You know, I love you, Matt. Uh, I know the family as well. Say hi to the family. They're doing a great job on the Warriors Pulse, man. So it's a lot of fun, man. Hoops is here, baby. And we got action here in the Bay Area. It's a great, great time to talk sports. Bonte, love you. Say hi to the family. Drive safe. 
you know, 101 late at night, you, you can get carried away. You start driving 120, you know, if nobody's out there, be safe, everybody. Be safe. If you're on the roadways right now, just because nobody's out there doesn't mean you should drive really fast. Uh, this message brought to you by the public service. Anyway. Big thanks to Bonte for calling in. Just a few minutes left in the show. Steph did end up speaking after the game, and, and he did address something that I want to uh, hear. Because we've been talking about turnovers all night. All right, Steph, you're a big part of the turnover problem. How do you fix it? You think about it right away. You kind of, especially when in, when you self-reflect. Oh, all right. That's all we got. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I if if this was like a partner system and someone was letting us down with the constant soundboard crashes around here, I would air them out. You know, I'd scold them on the air. How dare you sell us a faulty sit? Nah, it's ours. It's our, it's our, it's our soundboard. I guess we're not going to get the meat of Steph telling us how to start correcting the turnovers, but maybe tomorrow, maybe on tomorrow's program, Kolsky and company starts at six o'clock. It's going to be a fun ride. We are efforting, efforting former Bears quarterback, author of some of the great football moments of my life as a fan. Jim Miller uh, covers the Bears. Oh, wait, hold on. Great news. One minute to spare in the show. We may have Steph back. Let's hear it. You think about it right away. You kind of, especially when in, when you self-reflect on the mistakes that you made individually and what you can do differently. It's understanding how teams are defending and where the traps are, where you can press and get yourself into trouble. And on a night tonight, you got to be able to make those adjustments really quick. And for us, you know, we were driving too far in the lane, you know, getting too deep in the paint where your only option was to try to finish over a lot of length and they, you know, collapsed the paint. So we didn't use that to our advantage for the full game. The first quarter we did, but after that, it was kind of, you know, bogged down a little bit and they, they used our length to their advantage. So for us, we have to be able to make those adjustments on the fly. And we, we didn't. I mean, that's a complicated version of, we need to keep the ball moving like the offensive principles dictate. When we keep the ball moving, easy passes become available and scoring becomes easier. When we get too into iso ball, we end up driving into traffic and making bad decisions. You know, that's a relatively simplified version of it, but I, I think that's more or less it. That and the occasional absurd loony pass that they should never throw in the first place but a lot of it is not playing warrior ball for lack of a better description that whole thing what is warrior basketball well it's men and ball moving at all times we're cutting we're diving and we're making the right read and the right pass and the easy pass and look here and there you're going to try to thread one but it can't be to the tune of 20 plus turnovers a night Luckily, as I said, you get the Arizona Diamondbacks of basketball, the OKC Thunder, into town on Saturday. So hopefully a nice get-right game for the squad before that. 
Kolsky and company back at you tomorrow night. We're going to talk Niners heading into what is somehow now a big game with the Bears. I, I can't believe it. And we're going to obviously talk about this basketball team as well. Plus, the World Series resumes tomorrow. It should be an action-packed evening on Kolsky and Company, 6 to 10, tomorrow night on 95.7 The Game. Warriors now 4-1 and one after the loss to Memphis, but uh, seven games remain in a homestand that should allow them to get back in the win column rather quickly. That's it for Warriors wrap-up. I'm Matt Kolsky. Have a wonderful Thursday night. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Good day, sir. I said good day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.